Amen. If you will, turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. I've been living in this verse for a while. It's been part of the class that I'm teaching on um, with um, the several pastors in my class through Haggard School of Ministry. Um, And I just thought, you know, I think it's very appropriate for us to go through this passage today. But it comes from us from Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of, of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. If you know anything about the Sermon on the Mount, it's, it's, it's a place where Jesus stood on a hill, began teaching His disciples, but there was a great multitude of people who gathered <clears throat> excuse me, to hear Him preach. And He uh, began preaching about the kind of righteousness that's required in God's kingdom. But he also used this sermon to, to encourage people and, and to help them along the way and help them in their faith, especially people who were under such um, poor conditions. He was in Galilee. He was far away from the city. Um, most of the people listening to him in, in the countryside were just country folk trying to make a living from you know, fishing and whatever else, uh, and farming and whatever else they, they did in that area. Uh, we're not talking about the rich of the rich. Um, although there were some um, you know, Pharisees that came to hear him. They came from town to check out this, uh, this prophet. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, he, he's trying to get them to understand that they don't need to worry but trust in God. So I'm going to read this to you. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 25, and it says this, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your um, body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word, Lord. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. Worry over material things of this world has often uh, put people away from God and away from the church. Now, of course, we all know what our basic needs are. We have a basic need for food and shelter and those kinds of things. We have a basic need to provide for our families those kinds of things, food and shelter and clothing. Uh, we, we, have, we have basic needs that we have to meet 
in, in, in order to raise a family. And, and I would even say that today it's become a lot harder because of the economy that we live in and, and the way that, that laws have, have, have been going. I mean, I can't, you know, we, we're, there's all this huge debate about college debt here and what we should do about it. Um, but, but quite frankly, I think that um, debt is, is what's killing our country. And, and, and not just college debt, but, but debt in general. And, and, and it's causing people to um, uh, be, be caught up in, in, in this cycle of work and trying to get out of debt and, and, and doing all sorts of extra jobs to, to kind of get out of that, that, that huge debt that, 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 that kids are taking on. And it's a lot larger than it was when I was in school. When I was in school, I was fortunate um, because I qualified for the Teaching Fellows Scholarship in North Carolina. And the only thing it didn't cover was my uh, meals and books. Um, but, but, but it covered most of the tuition costs, almost all the tuition costs that, that I had in college. And uh, that, you know, was you know, pretty well paid off. Um, but kids today, they, they, they come out of college in hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And debt, and so what are they left to do? They're, they're left to try to work that debt off, and it may take them years to get it off. And sometimes pe people will, will take on extra jobs to get that debt paid off. Or just, just consider here lately the high cost of inflation. I mean, there, there, there's all kinds of, of reasons to worry about um, how are we going to pay our bills and how, how are we going to put food on our tables and, and those kinds of things. And, and I can't imagine people who were in, in poor conditions <clears throat> what, what, what they're trying to do, even today, the young, young people are going to have it a lot harder as, as far as, as financially if, if this trend continues on as it is. Uh, the, the, the cost, this cost of living is, is skyrocketing. Ha housing is going up. All of it is right now. And so <clears throat> what happens is, you know, uh, naturally we worry about these things. Um, and, 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 but what we end up doing is, is getting into this, this cycle of pursuit of material things and, and going after these things, um, you know, making that become the priority of our lives. So not only are we working a seven-day work week, you know, we're, we're working, <coughs> excuse me, a, a five-day work week, but we're working seven days a week just to make ends meet. And that makes it very difficult to have any kind of relationships and any other things, but you know we, we we tend to pursue those kinds of things, and we're not even necessarily talking about um, greed here. Uh, now we certainly know the Bible tells us that greed is wrong, and that that the pursuit of wealth um, over and above the pursuit of God is is a terrible is is, is a sin really. But <clears throat> Jesus is saying here really. That worry is a sin. And I know that that's hard to understand, but he's saying here that, that worry is a sin. And why is it? Because it, it fundamentally shows us that there's a lack of faith in God. Worry over material needs, <clears throat> according to Jesus here, has no place in a, in a believer's life. For God cares about for them above all creation. God cares about His people, His believers, those who have faith in Him, even over above the rest of creation that He has made. 
We are the special objects of God's care and concern. And worry over those material things of life instead of going to God in faith it is a sinful thing because we're showing a lack of faith in God. Now, Jesus is not here to condemn people for worry. He does condemn people um, for their greed. And he talks about that earlier in chapter 6 where he says, you know, you can't serve both God and money. He says, you can't serve both God and money. But he is also concerned about the, the, this material welfare that, that people were, were spending their, their time pursuing even over above some of the things of, of, of pursuing God. And I can tell you that, that God um, suffers no rival when it comes to people who believe in Him, who, who are wanting you know, to seek Him, who are seeking His salvation. Even if it's you know, going after material needs. Because, like I said, our tendency is, is to, um, especially when times are tough, is, is to turn away from God and turn to our own devices in order to kind of save ourselves. And they had it tough in those times, <clears throat> scraping out a living from the land and, and, and depending on the seasons, the, the seasonal rains for their sustenance. If, if, if they didn't have rain, they didn't have good crops, they didn't have good crops, they didn't have anything to sell or anything to eat in order, in order to make money to eat. They didn't have anything to eat for themselves, they didn't have in, in, any, anything to sell, you know, their life depended on the seasons, very much so. Now, now the fishermen, uh, you know, some of them were kind of lucrative. You had the Sea of Galilee there. And they were, but if they didn't bring in a good catch of fish, uh, you know, they, they were sunk. And so they, they, these people had it tough in those days. And I think Jesus knew that. And we tend to have it good today in our country. Um, overall, you know, we're still a prosperous country. And, and again, we're, we're being over, overrun and, and overwhelmed by inflation and by debt now. And, and I wonder how um, good those times are going to be. But, but still, you know, we were still a, a, a prosperous country where m most of us were able to find a job and put food on our tables. And, 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 and many of you are retired and you've got a good retirement that, that's helping you um, keep, keep food on the tables and, 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 and those kinds of things. But... But what happens when we've had hard times? We've had hard times in this country before. I mean, think about the Great Depression where the whole economy collapsed. And uh, people were, and some of you um, were, were born at, towards the end of, of that Depression era, <clears throat> um, either uh, right, 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 you know, right at the beginning of World War II or afterwards. And um, you, you know what it was like to kind of save everything. My grandparents... Um, the Phillipses, the dad, dad's parents, he, you know, they, they had grown up in the, in the Great Depression and they canned everything and they saved everything. I tell you what, um, the first thing that, that you knew that, that was going to be in that refrigerator when you went to my mom and papa Phillips's house was leftovers. <laughs> and if you went down into the basement, you know, you would see shelves and shelves and shelves of canned food. Um, of, 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 of uh, you know, can, uh, in, in, in the glass jars, mason jars, full, full of whatever they had picked from their own garden. And uh, they, they uh, and, and Papa Phillips could make a penny squeal, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. They, they saved everything that they could. And, and, and even though he made good money as, as an electrician for Eastman Kodak out there in Kingsport, Tennessee, um, all those years, <clears throat> um, 
you know, even after he retired, you know, he, he, was, a, he was a penny pitcher. He, 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 made, he made good there. And, and that's not to, you know, talk down about them. That's just the era they grew up in. You know, they, they saved everything. And, you know, but sometimes, you know, th- those kinds of pursuits, you know, we, we tend to make them our goal in life and, and, and forgetting about, about God and, and, and we become worried about what we're going to do for tomorrow. So, so we're always constantly trying to find ways of making more money and, and, and doing this. And, 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 and we, we begin cutting things back. And, and you know, it, it's, it's not wrong to cut back on some things. Um, here, here lately, because of inflation, I've cut out all of my streaming services except the free ones. I think I have one, that's Netflix, and that's it. I mean, I've cut way back on everything. But, 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 but to make those things all of a sudden the goal of your life, of, of finding food, finding clothing, finding those things, and, and what happens is we, we begin to trust in our own devices um, rather than on the God who is the one who was willing to give us all these things because as believers we are the special object of His love. And He talks about, Jesus talks about this here. Why be anxious about your life? Why worry about life? And He's talking about the material things that, that sustain life here. Um, why worry about where your next meal is going to come from? Why worry about you know, uh, how you're going to drink and, and have water? And that was important in an arid climate in those days, having, good, having drinking water. Nor about your body, what you're going to wear or put on. And he says, is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Isn't life more than just these material things? Isn't there something beyond this world that we should be concerned about? Isn't life more, more than, than, than just the objects we see in front of our faces? Yes, of course it is, because there is a God in heaven who made these things and who he wants a special relationship with us, and, 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 and we are the special objects of His concern, so much so that even though we had turned away from Him and got caught up in, in, in our sinful lives, He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to, to live a perfect life before us, to undo our history of sin by taking on the sins of the whole world onto Himself as a sin sacrifice, and then dying for our sins, and then rising again to new life, so that we can have forgiveness of sins and have a new life. God sacrificed His only Son because of His love for us, because of His desire for a relationship with us. And, and do you not think that that God can, can provide the things that, that we need by His own power and because of His love and care and concern for us? That's the point that Jesus is trying to make here. He says, look at the birds of the air here in verse 26. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The birds don't, don't spend their lives working for um, what they need. They, 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 don't, they don't work to grow food and put it in the barns and store and all this stuff. They're, they're, I mean, if you ever watch a bird, they're carefree. They, they, they go flying around, they, they search for food and stuff, and guess what? They usually find it, especially with, if they're looking around on the ground for you know, grass and worms and, and whatever they, they eat. God, God easily provides for, for the birds of the air. 
They, they, they have food. They, they, they find food and they find water. Why? Because the, the God is the sustainer of life and, and they're able to easily find those things in nature. And he says, how much more will God care for you and help you to find the food that you need to eat and meet your needs because, because you and I are the special objects of his concern. He also says, look, look at the lilies of the field and, and, and consider how beautiful that those, those flowers out there are, are arrayed and, and, and how they're dressed. They're, they're, they're beautiful if you go out into the field and see the flowers. I can't wait for spring to come and see some pretty spring flowers out there. I'm, I'm ready for it. But he says, I tell you that Solomon, rich King Solomon, the richest king probably ever to exist in Israel, I tell you that Solomon was not arrayed as such as one of these. And, and he also says, if God is willing to clothe the lilies of the field, which are one day here and the next day thrown into the oven. In fact, uh, women often took flowers and, and, and used them for fuel for their ovens to bake bread in those days. This is what Jesus is talking about here. If, 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 if the flower is in the field one day and the next day it's thrown into the oven, how much more then will God care for you? Oh, you of little faith, he says. And I think that, that's the key phrase here. Oh, you of little faith. We get into this idea of, of I, I need to work harder. I need to do more. I need to do this. I need to do that. In, in, in order to sustain my life. And so the pursuit of things becomes the object and goal of our lives. Plan, even down to planning for that retirement. And I know we need money for retirement. But when we make those things the goal of our lives and, and, and forget that there's a God in heaven... Who, who is ready and willing to, to have a, a beautiful relationship with us and to provide everything that we need, then, then, then we're doing Him a disservice. And, and this is how people backslide and, and begin pulling away for, from the church and away from God and away from their faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus talks about this in, in the parable of the sower, which He tell, talks about later on. People receive God's Word in different ways. And, and, and the fields of the farmer represent uh, different... Uh, rep, the, the fields of the farmers receiving um, the seeds um, shows how different people receive the gospel. Some of the seed fell on hard ground. That, that's the hardness of heart. And what happens is um, the, the bird, birds come and snatch it away and eat it. He says some of the seed fell on um, rocky soil where, where, where the cares and concerns of life choke out the roots and then when, when the sun comes up, it scorches the plant and, and, and destroys it. That's kind of like parallels to what Jesus is saying here. When we, we allow the cares and concern of life and, 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 but, but, but we ignore any kind of growth in our faith in Christ then what's going to happen is we're going to find out that, that we're weathering away in our faith. We'll begin to backslide. We'll drift away from God. The pastor in Hebrews warns about this. Because of the cares of life, they allow their, their shift, their, their, the ship that they're in, to drift away from God because 
um, they, they won't set their, the anchor, which is Jesus Christ. And so, so we drift away in our faith. And pretty soon we'll see that, that we're um, not coming to church because we want to save on gas or whatever. Or, or I'm, I'm not going to church this morning because I, I need that second job. Or I, I'm, I'm not going to give to my local church because um, I, I've got so many other, other concerns that, that I have to deal with in my home. And I'm not trying to condemn people for not giving. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that sometimes we, we lose our faith and, and, and we begin making other priorities. Sometimes, sometimes we have to um, you know, do those kinds of things. But I would ask, first and foremost... Have you gone to God about those things? Have you prayed about those things? Have you asked Him, Lord, help me meet my needs? Have you asked Him, Lord, I trust in You to meet my needs? And, and this happens, you know, the, the, this, this trust happens both in, in our personal lives, in, in, in the lives of our families and in corporate ways, and, and, and it happens in the life of the church too. I mentioned a capital funds campaign this morning, and I, and I think that that's a good thing. But I can tell you that, that, that if we get stopped up and start worrying about finances all the time, then, then we're going to find ourselves caught up. We're going to find ourselves more concerned about that than, than, than on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It, we might find ourselves caught up in that and, and, and drift away from the mission that Christ has given the church. Have we turned to Christ in faith? Have we turned to God in faith and asked Him to meet our needs is what I'm saying. Are, are we relying on Him to meet both our personal financial needs and the needs of our local church? And, and, and coming together in worship and trusting in Him are, 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 we, are we giving those things over to Him? Are we allowing Him to, to work in our hearts and lives? Are we putting Him first and foremost? Because I'll guarantee that when we do that, when we do that, God will meet our needs. Jesus tells us that here in verse 33, exactly. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. If we seek God's kingdom, and the kingdom of God is not so much a place, but we tend to think of it as heaven. Kingdom of God is about God's reign and rule in our hearts even now as believers in Jesus Christ. His reign and rule over our hearts. If, 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 if we seek to give ourselves to God and make Him the King of our lives, is what, what that's saying. And we seek after His righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is God's holiness applied to life. The, the standards that He has laid out for us, which we cannot hope to meet on our own, He tells us that we can only meet that righteousness because of what Christ has done on the cross and the forgiveness of our sins. And Christ's righteousness, I believe, covers us for a time, but, but what happens is that, that because of God's, the gift of God's Holy Spirit, that righteousness does become our own, 
but only through Christ and only through the Spirit. And, and God makes us right with His own standard through what He's done through Jesus Christ so that the only law that we have to follow now as far as righteousness goes, is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. That's what Jesus said were the two hallmarks of righteousness. And that can only come through a transformation of the heart. When we give ourselves over and seek God first and make Him the King of our lives so that everything we do is prioritized around Him and His concerns, then the Bible promises that God will provide all of our needs. Now, what does that mean for us personally? Well, if we prioritize in our own personal lives those spiritual disciplines that help us get closer and closer to Christ, we prioritize those things in our life, then, then God will bless us. He'll bless all of our needs. And what do I mean by spiritual disciplines? I mean prayer. We talked about this this morning in our class, coincidentally. Um, you know, prayer and, and, and a lot of times fasting went with that prayer, not because those things um, necessarily please God, but because these are the things that God wants us to do. God wants us to go, go to Him for our physical, material, and spiritual needs. That's what prayer is for. And then fasting, a lot of times, is denying ourselves those things in order to focus on God first. If we're seeking His kingdom and His righteousness, then God will bless us. If, 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 if we're looking to Him and, and praying to Him, then, then, then God has the opportunity to meet our needs. Now, God can meet our needs without praying, but God, you know, he, he, wants, he wants us to show faith in Him. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to show our need for Him. And so we do that in prayer and fasting. We do that in Bible reading and meditating on God's Word. It's another spiritual discipline. Reading that Bible every day, thinking about what God ha has done in my life and, and, and through my life, seeking Him in, in, our, own, in our thoughts and, and, and studying God's Word, that's important. And, 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 and we, we need to study God's Word together more often than, than we do. I think also this idea of worship, I mean, I, I think worship is probably the priority here. Worshiping God in our own personal lives but also coming together and worshiping God. And when we focus on those kinds of things, we're naturally focusing on God and putting Him first and seeking Him. But again, as I was saying, the worries and cares of this life, if those kinds of things cause us you know, to stay away from so much prayer and fasting, to stay away from worship, to stay away from Bible reading, because I don't have time to read the Bible, because I'm so worried about you know, um, um, making money to survive, you know, all, all we're going to be doing is spinning our wheels all the time. But if we put God first, He is ready and willing to provide us for those things. It's all about faith. Do you believe in God for the things that He has told us? Do you believe in God to meet our physical needs? Do you believe in God to meet the material and financial needs of our church? Are you trusting in Him? Are you trusting Him in your giving? This is, this is not a giving sermon necessarily, but this is a sermon on trusting God. Do you, do you trust in Him to provide for all, all, all of your needs? This is about you and your relationship with, with God and Christ. And as this world you know, gets got darker and darker, and, and as times get harder and harder and tougher and tougher, 
I don't know how much tougher it's going to get in, in, in terms of the high cost of living right now and those kinds of things. But I can tell you that God the Father, as the Psalms say, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> Whatever you need, He is ready and willing to provide that to you if you but turn to Him in faith and trust in Him. And keep on keeping on the things that He has called us to do. Higher and further up and further in, as C.S. Lewis would say in his book, further up and further in, higher and greater. That should be our goal. Turning to God in Christ. And yeah, we'll do what we can to, to trim things back as best we can. And we're going to be in prayer about that. But are you seeking God's kingdom and His righteousness first? Are you holding on to faith and faith to Him? This is an encouragement, not a condemnation. Jesus condemned the greedy in this sermon, but He encouraged those who worried. Don't slack on your faith. Don't slack on, on your belief. Don't, don't, don't slack on giving the kingdom of God your first and best. But seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Let's stand. And let's pray. Dear Jesus, we have an opportunity to show our, our faith and trust in you here as um, you know, we continue to um, seek the, needs for the financial needs for our church and even our own personal financial needs. So, so many are struggling right now, Lord. We have an opportunity to show our faith and trust in you. Help us, Lord, to seek your kingdom and your righteousness first to come to you in faith first and not allow tomorrow to be a, a worrisome thing for us, especially these material needs, Lord. We know that you provide those things to those who love you. God, help us. Renew our faith in you. Renew our trust in you. Renew our, our um, commitment to you, Lord, to whatever we may be going through. And we just ask, God, that you continue to bless us as your church and as your people. Father, we know that you never forsake your own, that you do love us and care for us. Help us, God. Use this to increase our faith in you. And it's in your name I pray and ask all these things. Amen.